say Nabi sallallahu when I say sallallahu uh, mention the name of the Prophet sallallahu say sallallahu alayhi so that it's not only a gathering of learning but it's also a gathering of dhikr inshallah and it has a great message for us inshallah if you can kindly turn to page 85 in your textbook inshallah if you don't have it the person beside you is fine and I put it up for you inshallah for your convenience. Each and every word that came out of the beloved lips of the Prophet has many treasures for us. And this is why when we look at the books of Ahadith, the Shariqin of Ahadith, the explanations of Ahadith are, subhanAllah, so many that we will not be able to um, even just count the number of books that there are. If we can today at least take back with us seven points, inshallah, hopefully it will be beneficial. When we look at these ahadith, try to think of what are some of the first things that come to your mind. So the hour, Abu Huraira he says that the hour will not set until the sun rises from the west. And when the people see it, whoever is living on earth will believe. But that will be the time when they, no good will do to a person to believe then, if you believe, not before then. What is taking place here? What is it that immediately comes to your mind? Try to think for, I'll give you a few minutes, inshallah. Toba will not be accepted. Something bigger. Bigger than that. One of the things that immediately come out to us is that this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying that from this point onwards, Tawbah will not be accepted. Okay? Bigger than that. Let's think. Which means, will the Quran be of any use for the people living at that time, at that moment? The history of Anbiya coming to this world and trying to bring people to Islam. All the ahadith of the Prophet Basically, what this is telling us, that the very purpose for which this universe was created for, very deep message in this hadith, the very purpose for which this entire universe was created for, and what is that purpose? The entire universe was created only for this purpose. Okay. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he wanted, he could have just said kun and it's just there. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's magnificence has a style. This is there so when people think about the skies, the heavens, and the earth, they do the tabbur. They come to one conclusion, and that is, it has to be Allah. It is this magnific magnificence that also serves the premise for science. Right? There's an explosion, and so on, and so forth. SubhanAllah. Right? There's a way. There's sunnatullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, basically, this is a cutoff time. For what? For the very purpose why this entire universe was 
was created. Now, in order to mark that, if it was you and I, how will we mark this sign? Look at the flow in the magnificence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Throughout the history of the, the earth, there has always been some disbalance amongst the, the world's equilibrium, the ecological system, where sometimes the earth goes out of balance, sometimes the wind, tornadoes, earthquakes. And this has been happening from the time of Adam But now, this is the very end of the very purpose for which we were created. Look at the relationship and the association. Key word in this lesson will be association. It is of no surprise that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in order, in order to mark this sign, He is eliminating the very purpose for which we were created. Hence, accordingly, He is eliminating the very which thing which sustains all life. And that is our sun. Changes in the earth, we can still live with that. Changes in the air, we can live with that, to an extent. But the slightest change in the sun, there is a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned the sun more than 33 times in Quran. He wants us to think. Right? The end of the world, he wants to mark it with something, the very reason why the universe was created, eliminating that, by, see this, the, the, the subhanAllah, the magnificence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, eliminates that by eliminating the very one thing which sustains all life. Is this true or not? Huh? You, you people probably know better than me. If we just stop to think for a moment that the sun outside as we're driving in, from here to Florida, how far is it? 1,200 kilometers. Across the, the entire diameter of the earth, from one end to the other, how far? About 14,000 kilometers. That's far, no? Far? From here to the sun? Did you ever think, imagine what kind of creation is it that 93 million miles away, and we still cannot look at it. If you try to look at it, you cannot. If you take something, a tool to look at it, binoculars, immediately there will be blind spots in your eye. What kind of makhluk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is? 93 million miles away. So the most appropriate sign and association, right? This is the end of the world, meaning the purpose for which it was created for is now, and how do I mark this sign? By eliminating the very one thing which sustains all life. This is really something amazing. When we look at, so how big is the sun? If it's so far away, that 93 million miles away, and we still can't look at it, you can imagine how big it is. Imagine, this is inside, who we are. 109 million Earths could fit into our, our sun. Right? And when we look at our solar system, 98%, 99% is the sun. Whatever is remaining is Jupiter. 
The rest is insignificant, which includes, right? It's something to think of. The reason why I'm mentioning this now, now this is literally where we stand. That's us, that little dot. Okay? Imagine now, this sun is one of many stars. Some are many times bigger and some are smaller. Right? So if you look now, we were, that's where we were. Now the sun compared to other stars. Right? Imagine now how small we are. And how small all of our problems are before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The biggest problem you have, how big could it be in front of Allah? This is why one time an elder, he came to me. He says, when you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make dua to him as if you are asking a candy from your, from your mom, asking a candy from your mother's purse. You know our mothers, they have these big purses. And everything is inside. Candy, gum, napkins. And you know she has candy inside. When you go to ask her, you know she's going to give it to you. Right? When we ask from Allah, subhanAllah, ask Allah as if you're asking for a candy from her first. Now the sun is doing two things. It's giving off light and heat. Right? In summer days, what happens to us? Right? How far is it? 93 to 91 million miles away. A hundred million tons of dynamite would have to be denoted every second to match the energy produced by the sun per second. Uh, these are not facts from the internet, by the way. You can find them readily available on the internet. But alhamdulillah, I had such a pleasure looking into this topic. When I first opened the hadith, I said, you know, subhanAllah, there's not much written. I mean, there is stuff. But I was thinking as to from which angle to approach it. Then alhamdulillah, there is a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Qur'an continuously diverts our attention to the sun. He's making an association here. Key word, association. We're going to talk about this inshallah. We know there will be a day, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa tells us, that the sun will be how close to us? Huh? Hadith says, he uses the word me, about a mile away. And then there are two interpretations of that. One inter interpretation says about a mile. And the other is, you know, the stick that we use for sunnah, that we put in our eye, that close to us. Interestingly now, scientists today, they agree that within four to five billion years, now there's no correlation, I'm just saying this, that the sun will expand that large that it will reach and consume earth. Not to say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of that. He just says, kun fayakun. But amazingly, for every time we think, how, can, how is this possible? Our iman is more than enough. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order, did not just leave us out there, gave us all the signs around us to strengthen our iman. When the sun will be disclosed, very important. Let's take this home, let's write this down. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, on that day, when everyone will be seeking shade, 
and there will be no shade except for Allah's shade. And the sun will be this close. Go outside right after and try to look at the sun. 93 million miles away, we still can't look at it. Imagine when it will be this close, there will be seven people who will be granted that shade. The first one, let's go quickly. First one, Bismillah. That's the second one. That's the first one, just ruler. Second one. Bismillah. Huh? A person in his youth, Nasha'a fi ibadatillah, who spend his time in the ibadat of Allah. The third one. Oh, subhanAllah. Bismillah. Come on. Imagine, we are being told by the Prophet ﷺ that one day the sun will be this close. And that day there will be no shade except his shade. We all need that shade. And he told us there's seven ways to get that shade and we don't know those seven ways to get that shade. SubhanAllah. So we mentioned two. What's the third one? MashaAllah. A person's heart is always attached to the masjid. The fourth one, somebody said it. You give to, for the sake of Allah in a way that your left hand does not know what your right hand gives. The fifth one. Huh? Love your brother for the sake of Allah. Two people who meet and separate only for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the seventh one. Who give up the disobedience of Allah when invited towards zina, haram. They give it up because they, they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. Now, Two things the sun does, does for us. Again, the association here. Why is this sign of Qiyamah being associated with the sun? As I mentioned, the very purpose of the universe is now finishing, is ending. Hence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ending the very one thing which sustains all life. As we know, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but all of the energy on the earth that human beings, animals, and plants, they get, all comes from where? From the sun by a process known as photosynthesis. Right? This is an amazing process which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way He has set up that all of the energy is from the sun. Then the animals eat that, the herbivores, they eat the plants, the carnivores, including us. Right? We eat the animals, and this is how the energy is produced. Without this process, right, we could not live. If the process of photosynthesis were to end, within days there would be no life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the, the purpose of creation is now ending. Most appropriate to His magnificence, He is now ending the very one thing which sustains all life. How long does it take for the light of the sun to reach us, subhanAllah, being 84 million miles away? Huh? Eight minutes and two seconds. SubhanAllah. Do we ever think, tadabbur, right? As to... Who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So, this is this relationship, the most appropriate sign in association. It should be no surprise that he is associating this event accordingly by calling an end to the very one thing which sustains all life. Of course, this is made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, it does not end from there now. Number five. So we understood the association now with the sign of Qiyamah and the sun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran and Rasulullah in the hadith has made another association with the sun and us. What is that? Whenever we find a hadith about the sun, the hadith are of this kind 
as narrated by Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala that Allah spreads his hand in the night to accept the tawbah of Musa during the day and spreads his hand during the day to accept the repentance of one, repentance of Musa during the night. This will last until the sun rises from the west. Many ahadith like this. This is, subhanAllah, interesting. Something that we can really benefit from. Okay? This is called conditioning. Okay? Conditioning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Qur'an, whenever He mentions the sun and the moon, what does He mention alongside with that? Conditioning the ummah to make it easier for them to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have signs around them so at all times a person's heart is connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To understand this, there was a person very famous. Oh, there was not rocket science when he wrote out, when he came up with. It was a theory, very simple of human behavior, that he noticed that when he would call dogs to eat food, he would ring the bell, automatically the dogs would salivate. Right? We've read all, all of this as grade 13 in college, right? What he decided to do was remove the food and see if when he rings the bell, will the dogs still continue to salivate. So, because now they were conditioned to the bell, to respond to the stimuli of the bell, right? They would just, food or no food, they would begin to salivate. Human beings are no different. It's called classical conditioning, Right? common behavior amongst all of us. Something that we might notice, sometimes you may notice when you go to the washroom, you might not have to go, but the moment you sit down to use the washroom, although you do not have the need to relieve yourself, your body, uh, your body has a brain of itself, it will automatically relieve itself. Right? We're accustomed to certain things. It's called classical conditioning. Rasulullah all of these du'as for every step of our life, this was to condition the Muslim to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every time. When, you, when you're going at a, a place which is elevated, say Allahu Akbar. When you're coming down, subhanAllah, all of these du'as. And in different ways, he conditioned the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. One time, some very expensive and fine cloth came to Madinah to Munawwara. And there were Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. They were looking at the cloth and saying, what fine cloth this is. Rasulullah immediately he grabbed their attention and said, yes. But a few days before, you know that Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala, he passed away. And the Prophet sallallahu said that his handkerchief in, J- in Jannah is more finer than the cloth that you're holding. Conditioning the Sahaba that whenever they would come across anything impressive, right in the way, they'll remember the Akhirah. Right? And this is why we have this dua, our scholars say, that first is Ada, and that Ada turns into Ibadah. Right? We have the habit. Well, how are you? Alhamdulillah. Automatically comes out. Thinking or not thinking. Right? Some people, we condition ourselves in a way that the moment we hear something negative about our brother or sister, right away, we shut up. We say, I don't want to hear it. Because Alhamdulillah, this is how we have conditioned ourselves. Right? And there are some, they hear something negative about their brother and say, oh, all of a sudden, all the antennas are up. Right? So, now this association is being made with the sun. Why? It's a way of conditioning that whatever we think sun, we think tawbah. Sun, tawbah. You're out in the you're outside, it's coming to your eyes, you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're watching the sunset, you're doing tawbah. Sun is rising, you're doing tawbah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to associate Rasulullah sallallahu a sign which is all around us at all times so that we're constantly remembering Allah and doing, repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? This was the conditioning of this ummah and this is the association and hence why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connected these two signs. 
subhanAllah, to make it easier for us to turn to him. As Rasulullah says in a hadith, Tuba, Tuba liman wajada fi sahifatihi istighfarun kathiran. Glad tidings for that person who when they go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the books are opened up, that they find a lot of istighfar over there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tafiq to do that istighfar. Number four. Now I'll try to go through this as quickly as possible. This is one of the miracles of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that at a time where no one had a clue as to what was taking place up above. How many of us have seen the sunrise? Huh? Sunset? Really none of us have seen that. Correct? Huh? No, according to what we know, it's not the sun that rises, not the sun that sets. Okay? Correct or no? Yes or no? Up until the 1500s, this was the idea that the, it is a sun that moves. It goes up and it comes down. And accordingly, for our understanding, in the, in the Qur'an, in the Ahadith, this is how it's been, the tulur and the ghurub. The harakat, the movement, has been associated with the sun. Some people have objected to that. That, look, now we know that it's not the sun which moves, it is the earth. This is one of the greatest miracles of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that long before he came with an ayah Everything above us is swimming in fine orbit. Right? On a very tight track to the extent if it even within 80, 18 miles if it goes off 1.3 millimeters, how, long, how much? One point, how much is that? Okay. 1.3 millimeters will cause massive chaos in the world. Either it will be too cold or too, too hot. Imagine. And all of this is swimming in orbit, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Right? It wasn't up until the 1500s somebody suggested this, and he too was killed. People who tried to come up with this at that time, they were persecuted. And what are you saying? It goes against everything we know. Normally you don't like to be told something against what you know. Right? This is human nature. So now, just so we understand this, the way we know it is that there is the sun, and all of the planets are going around. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying that it is the sun which is, sorry, the earth, the sun which is moving, right? People have gone on trying to explain that. So how, in how many ways does the earth move now? Huh? Three ways. So now you have the earth which is going around the sun in how many days? 365, that's how we get a year. Then on its own axis... How many hours? 24 hours. Is that it? Then, the entire solar system is also moving. How fast? About 250 kilometers per second. Okay? So it's all moving. They're all swimming on their fine track and their fine orbit. 
Okay. Why are they moving? What, from what we know, from what we have been told, that is the gravity of the sun that is pulling all of these planets and causing them to move. It has such a pull. Okay. To the extent if you weigh about 150 pounds on Earth, on the sun you will weigh about 4,000 pounds. So the easiest way to lose weight, if someone is really concerned, they can go to Jupiter or another planet, you'll weigh much lighter over there. Because the gravity of the sun is, is less. So we have a small challenge now. Speaking of that, people used to say, how will these be weighed? All of these things, subhanAllah, you were talking about things which are beyond our capacity. Okay? How the smallest of these will be weighed. This is our iman, right? Our iman, that these will be, they will be weighed. Imam Bukhari, titled a whole chapter on this. Now, what happened is, because we think we're too smart, so we always have to come up with a way that it makes sense to what we know. So different people came up with different theories, right, as to how this will take place. Now we have to come up with something, because look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that the sun is moving like this. However, we're being told something else. Oh my God, what do we do? Right? Keep in mind one thing, that normally these prophecies, they were described in a way that the entire world could understand. For example, the hadith of the Prophet where the Prophet says, a time will come where our thighs will inform us of what is taking place back at home. Right? We are not responsible for interpreting these, the prophecies. But we know that there will be something to tell us in our absence what is taking place home. How? The Prophet mentioned in a way that all could under. Wallahu alam, if it was referring to a cell phone or maybe a chip, Allah knows best, right? But that was the case, how was he going to explain that to the people of that time, right? So he explained it in such a way that the message, the main message of that prophecy became evident and clear. So some people said that what's going to happen is that the earth is turning one way and it's like a spring and it'll get to the end, all of a sudden it'll stop and start turning the other way, Okay? So every year it's slowing down. When it turns the other way, the sun will rise from the, the west. Right? We have a problem. After the tsunami, rather than turning slower, it's the earth starts turning faster. Right? I'm going to get back to this. This is a problem. We can learn a very big lesson from the, the talk. The second one was that the earth will turn upside down. And the person, they took it from Quran. Now in the previous day, they said, that we flipped, right? We, we made the bottom, the top, the top, the bottom. Okay. The third one is interesting. And actually, Harun Yahya, he speaks of this, right? And he bases it on the ayah of Surah Naziat that, that when the earth will be hit twice, twice it will be shaken. Okay, so the earth is turning one way, so the only way for that to happen is that it has to be hit by something as it has been in the past, so it's stopped in its tracks, and then it's hit again, so it starts turning the other way. Okay. Which one of these do you think is the best one? Huh? Let's stop to think for a second. 
let's not forget about the sun itself. Again, when we look at the sun and the earth, it's almost insignificant. Let's not forget how the sun moves. In how many ways does the sun move? Our stance on this, Rasulullah said it, our iman is there, it's going to happen. Khalas. Right? That's it. We're not responsible, doesn't make sense to us, I still believe it because it came out of the lips of our Nabi the sun also moves in many ways, more than three ways. One, it goes around its axis, right? Two, it moves within the galaxy. So now, you have the sun, and see, when we were growing up, we were in school, we were told that everything's just going around like this, and you know, everyone's swimming around, round and round, right? But now we know that if you put, actually put it to the side, the sun is moving at 250 kilometers per second. And all of us at this moment, actually, we're going around the sun and following the sun and moving in that motion. So the sun is actually moving within the galaxy. Now, obviously, it doesn't stop there. If the galaxy that we're in will, will not move, the sun will come out of the galaxy. So the, our galaxy is even moving faster than that. So when people ask you, you know, where is Allah? Funny questions like this. Say, I'll tell you where Allah is, no problem. But you first tell me where you are. Where are you in the universe? Give us the coordinates. Where do you stand? Where are you? Really, we're like, you know, a person has a pet fish, and the people who own the fish, they pick it up in the, in the tank, and they take it all over the world. The fish doesn't know where it's going. It just knows the little tank. We're just in our little tank. Really, we don't know. If we can keep this in mind, when we raise our hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when we look at our problems, that we are nothing, and our problems are nothing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is the yaqeen that sahaba had, that they knew that everything before them is just a mirage. In the eyes of Allah, it is nothing. Right? When we raise our hands, we think. So, the sun is always also moving. Not only that, we are being told that large portions of the sun are constantly moving up and down. The hadith of Rasulullah tells us, as we will go to the, uh, we read the hadith, that every time he asked, do you know where the sun goes after it sets? And they said, Ya Rasulullah, please tell us. He's, it goes and falls into sujood before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sun is constantly moving up and down. How? We don't know. But we know that it falls in sajda. We also know it vibrates like a bell. Right? The Prophet said the sun always seeks permission. Wallahu alam. But it, scholars have explained that obviously the system cannot stop even for a millimeter. So it's like, you know, when a train, in Mashar Kashmir, this is the example that he gave, that you know when the train, it just keeps on going because it sees a green light, so it doesn't stop. That's the permission from Allah. But one day I will see a red light over there. Right? Wallahu alam. Allah knows best. Okay? Not only that, we know all the planets are moving this way because of the motion of the sun. Every 11 years, even the sun, the North Pole and the South Pole, it flips. And who's to say that one day, subhanAllah, what I'm trying to say, this matter is far beyond our capacity. We're a dot. We're a dot. It's really irrelevant in which way the earth moves. Right? We can see that the sun, which is really doing all of the moving. 
Where it was into sajda, subhanAllah, it's far beyond our capacity. So the best way to go about all of these processes, for example, this is the galaxy that we're in. Right? This is where we move around. It takes us, so we go about at a speed of 200 miles per hour. Despite that, it takes us 250 billion years to just go around the center of the galaxy. And see where the sun is, you can't even see it. That's how small it is. SubhanAllah. Right? It's really amazing. This is why Allah says it's a miracle of Quran that do you not look at the sun, do you not look at the moon. Right? Do you not? These are all signs, all to strengthen our iman, as Sheikh Muwais mentioned in his session, that one of the primary purposes and functions of Ashratu Sa'a is to strengthen our faith and our iman. Right? So clearly, this matter is way out of... The reason why I say this, see, this is what happened. We hear a theory and we jump on it. There was recently in one of the masajid of Toronto, um, I believe it, it was Islamic Foundation, somebody came, and he heard about the retrograde theory that if, if you go, that Mars will start turning the other way, and so will all of the other planets. Within two months, what really happened was, you know when you're driving by a truck, and it's going faster than you, you feel like you're going backwards. So this is, they made the same mistake. Within two months, the entire science community started laughing at this theory, and said this is a big joke. The problem was, our Muslim brothers, they got that, they went on stage and said, look, the planets are turning backwards, and this earth will turn backwards as well. Look, this is a prophecy. And now they're making, this is a big joke. So this is why we have to exercise caution. We're not responsible to interpret the signs, we're responsible to believe in them, and strengthen our, our iman. For we do not know. Just growing up as a child, we just thought we were going like this. Now we know <laughs> that we're going 250 kilometers per second. SubhanAllah. This Al-Amru Akbar bin Dharik is far bigger than that. It's just that we have to say, Amanna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said it, and I believe it. Okay, so be careful. There's a difference between those two when you're at number three. Let's get to, inshallah. Okay, the second set of hadith. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, page 86, made, um, he put three signs together. What are the three signs? The sun rising from the west, and immediately after the, the beast, and the smoke. Now, the smoke, subhanAllah, the moment there's any alteration in the sun's course, that's it. There will be fire busting through the ground. I mean, it's, that's the beginning of the end. Right? This is why, again, the very purpose for life was created. That is over now. So there's no reason to, right? There's no reason for this universe, and everything will come to the end. You understand? So the, the balance, there will be a disbalance in the equilibrium, and very quickly things start happening, and we can understand how the smoke now, but subhanAllah, we still say this is from, we, we don't say with certainty, wallahu alam how this will happen, we know that this will happen. These signs that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi put together is basically the beginning of the earth's destruction, that that's it now. Okay? It's over. There's no reason, right? No longer exists. Hence, there's no more. There's no longer a purpose for the universe. Our purpose is a bad. So this is why the scholars have said that 
the Prophet has specifically in many hadith listed these signs separately, two together. Number two, why the question comes that from this point onwards, how come Dawda will not be accepted? Right? And this tells us, see how many lessons we're getting from this hadith? I'm sure you read over it, you thought, subhanAllah, okay, so I'm going to rise from the West. It's much more deeper than that. Our whole iman is based on believing in the unseen. Right? But when the sun is rising from the West, and you see smoke coming out, and you see the daba, <laughs> there's, you can't, you know, there's no chance, opportunity left to believe in the unseen. It's all before you. There's no iman bil ghayb. There's no Imam Qurtubi, he actually mentioned this, that there's no Imam bin Ghayb. Right? So there's no way that human beings can be tested. It's all before their eyes. Right? What else do they need to see? So this is one of the reasons why, you know, it leaves no opportunity for Imam bin Ghayb. And as you know, الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ وَيُقِيمُنَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ The second thing is that the moment the people will see this is that all their shahwa, their desire to do any sin will be gone. Right? There's no test. They'll all be in fear. Everyone will be afraid. They'll know that this is it. Where do we go? No one will even think of committing a sin. So there's no fitna. You understand? Imam Qutubi has mentioned this. The last thing, what is some of the very important things we can learn from this hadith? Let's look at this. All read this hadith, inshallah. Rasulullah is telling us how the sun is always falling in sujood before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu what's the message in that for us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, right? That everything is falling in sujood for Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can we say that anyone is more busier than the sun? The function, sustaining all life, constantly moving at that speed. Right? And it knows what it's been created for because the Prophet ﷺ says that when it stops, it gets to its rising point, it will say to Allah, Ya Allah, what can I do for the people now? Constantly moving for us. Right? So it say, Ya Allah, what can I do for the people now? And so this is a very strong message for us. That if the sun can find time to prostrate before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, none of us have an excuse not to fall in sujood for Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are some of the associations where Rasulullah sallallahu is establishing for us. So, seven things, just a brief nutshell that from one hadith, what are some of the things that we went over? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us all to prepare for the akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this gathering. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the last part of our life the best part of our life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us all. Jazakallah khair. Wa as-salamu alaykum.